Hey, it's Max with the RU Screw Podcast. It is January 27th, 2020 when I am recording this. I have noticed a lot of people who are probably listening to the podcast for the first time going back and downloading this episode one from back in August 2018. And if you're new and listening for the first time, I would highly suggest downloading something a lot newer. Uh, really anything from the episode Beeline with CJ Geddes and Ryan Anderson and on, that's when we got our new equipment. The audio quality is a lot better. Uh, the production value is a lot better. And really the podcast got a lot better. Had a lot of fun during the 2019 Rutgers football season with the coaching search. We're having a lot of fun at the moment. Uh, with the success of the Rutgers men's basketball team. Again, if you're new, would highly suggest listening to one of our more recent episodes uh, to see if you like it or not. We've also got a couple of clip shows out there if you'd like a sampling of some of the things we've done of some of our best moments. Uh, But thank you for downloading. Uh, If you would like to continue listening to this episode, that's cool too. We did have a lot of fun with Steve Politti. And if you enjoy three idiots talking over each other uh, for an hour, you will enjoy this episode. Welcome to episode one. I'm Mike with Adam with Max. On the debut episode of this podcast, we're going to talk about Art Sikowski, new heir to the throne at Rutgers football. We're going to talk about the dark web. We're going to have Steve Politti on for a half hour of what I think is podcast gold. And then we're going to talk to you and tell you how to bet on Rutgers this week. Guys, what the hell are we doing with this podcast? So I love it. I love it. This is this is again. If you missed episode zero, zero yeah. uh, our ten minute preview, uh, which was thrilling. Uh, the three of us, uh, and again, a fourth member of our text chain. Uh, pretty much, we talk anything and everything in life. A lot of it happens to do with Rutgers sports because we all met while we were at school at Rutgers. We figured, hey, there's like seven Rutgers like sports podcasts out there. There's not enough. We need to add another. The way we're going to try and be a little bit different is the fact that obviously we're all just sadistic and humorless all to begin with. So we're going to try and I guess be funny somehow while also being relevant and talking about Rutgers sports. I don't know about relevance. I don't, I think, I think that's shooting a little bit too high for us. To I just wanted to feel better about myself. Yeah, by yeah, I, I, like I think that. we're going to remain uh, I mean, we'll be the most relevant Rutgers sports podcast out there, what is that which is still not relevant. <laughs> okay? I think that's a good way of explaining what our aims and goals and hopes and dreams are for this podcast. I like it, though. I like how we got lined up. A lot, yeah. a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. Steve, which you'll hear from soon, he was he was, he was awesome. That'll be entertaining. And then, uh, more importantly, uh, who doesn't like a little bit of gambling? Yeah, I mean, wait. So We're not necessarily good at gambling. No, no, yeah, no, no, but not you, gambling advice. You don't have to be good at gambling to like gambling. See, that's that's yeah. the biggest thing, and and so I wouldn't take our advice. No, 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 no. no. But, but if so, you do, I think that like we should just put our Venmo names out there, and you want to give us a little finder's fee. So I, I don't have Venmo. I'll Does that mean you pocket it all? No, I'll, we'll split it in some way after. Are you your old man who uses PayPal? Yeah, okay. I've gotten a lot of crap for that lately, by the way. I well, get no, I'm with you. I also use it. It's all good. We'll crypto you some of it, and we'll be fine. We'll get okay. it going. Uh, all good. Should we actually like dive into this? Start talking yeah, yeah. About how some, much, uh, how much Art Sikowski YouTube video have you been watching lately? Like, uh, is it just is that your entire I saw him play in high school. You did? Yeah. So you know that like he's a real unicorn. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's big. He's, a, he's big. Where is he on the like Tom Savage, Mike Teal scale of how excited Rutgers fans should be? Six? Like, I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> is he above Dom uh, Natale? Well, yes. Yes, yeah, above yes. Dom Natale. Yes. Okay, I'm above probably, DC probably, Jefferson. 
Probably below Savage. Below Savage. Maybe on a level with Tito. But he's more highly Tito ranked, was pretty, right? Tito was pretty. The one thing I would say, though, I mean, you... We're going back, Savage, Teal, but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, he, Sikowski is actually the most decorated yeah, in yeah. terms of like actual offers. In terms like, of like where he was going to go. Yeah. I mean, Miami's committed to Miami. So yeah, it might, it might he might be. Also, if I'm, now if I read a stat, all five of the last IMG QBs are starting this year. Yeah. Really? Like oh, that is Minnesota, insane. Including the kid that beat him out in right, IMG last Minnesota year. Walk on in Minnesota. That, that's unbelievable. Whatever. I don't know his name. I just know that he did that. Yeah. We've read, we'll we'll we've read stuff on the internet. Yeah, okay. Minnesota Google things. Yeah, that's what It's doing. not. It's okay. not. Row the boat. And we're going to we're gonna figure it out on the way. Like, this is, we're pretty much just, we're rowing the boat former, through this podcast. Former future Rutgers coach, PJ. How, Isn't row the boat just like chop chop the wood? Just yeah. Different? It's the same it's thing. Like but it's just like. It was all stolen from somebody. Right, of course. Well, right. But it's like, so so PJ Fleck was like, all right, I have to do something like Shiano. It's got to be a verb. And then it's got to be like a noun. And it has to sound like people are working. So chop the wood became Row the Boat. I never really thought of it like that before, but it's an obvious kind of theft of Gretchen. I mean, college football coaches aren't really that creative. <laughs> like, hey, take it all the way to the bank. <laughs> Marketing department. You, you, you hear hold on to the rope a lot. Yes. Oh, I heard coaches. that. Basketball coaches use that. Yeah, the yeah. don't let go of the rope. Like, I don't understand what the hell that means. Well, isn't Rutgers is what? Is it still like 10 strong? Is that still Ash's thing? I don't know. That was. Still, is 10 hump? strong? What happens to the 11? No, it was like that's about the oh, types Ash. of. Are they only playing no, with no, 10 players? No, like it's, yeah. it's the groups, amount of groups. I think that's what it was. Like there's like 10 position oh, like, groups. Like position groups. Oh, so yeah. you're one team. We've gone like that's pretty league. Thought, Is it still the hunt? Still the hunt? Like that was a thing. Or would fence the garden say? Fence the garden? Fence the garden? As you can tell by this conversation, we're all clearly very excited about Art Sikowski. Yeah, okay, so Art, Art Sikowski, new Rutgers starting quarterback, beating out Giovanni Rasigna. Oh, man, thank God. I don't, I don't cover Rutgers anymore. I would not be able to re- pronounce that every time. And uh, Jonathan Lewis. Yeah, he's so still here. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Lewis, who we, we never well, really I, see. We, we never really saw him get a chance because, mm-hmm. you know, Kyle Bowen was too good last year. Well, that was, that's the thing is I think Chris Ash learned from his mistake from last year where it was just like we're all sitting there. What, why is Kyle Bowen going out there? Being like, we, we know that Bowen probably did a better – almost certainly did a better job than Jonathan Lewis would have done. But you sure. want to find out what you have. Like yeah, Jonathan Lewis was the point. big recruit last year and obviously got beat out this year by Sitkowski, but it's like – and maybe he doesn't see the same thing in Rashino that he saw in Kyle Bolin. Well, maybe Sikowski's just better than Jonathan well, but, Lewis. But, but what I'm saying is that... I mean, it seems like he is. I think the point that I'm trying to make is that it's good to see... Throw him out there. What's going to happen? Like, that's, are they, that's, that's are they, to me is the biggest thing. If what, they, what's what's going to happen if Sikowski doesn't start? Are they going to not score against Ohio State? Right. If this was... The, if, I think Rutgers fans need to be excited for a couple things. One, the fact that... like. He had a ton of offers. He's a six-five kid that's like he is built like a house. It seems just from watching video. Has a cannon for an arm. Like theoretically, with John McNulty back, like we don't know exactly what it surrounds him skill-wise. Like that's going to be obviously the biggest challenge for him. Right. But there, there is actual reason to be excited. Like oh, for sure. It's nice to kind of see a freshman. You hope that that's the actual answer. And that he grows and develops, that it becomes a, a Gary Nova, a Mike Teal situation down, down well, the road. Well, I, I think the smartest thing about this is like, all right, so Rutgers will probably, whatever, you guys can agree, disagree, will probably not make a bowl this year, right? And so for the third straight year, it's going to be a losing team under Chris Ash. But now 
you can you look at this team through a, in the season through a completely different prism. It's how is Art Sitkowski doing, and it's based around hope rather than reality. And Rutgers hasn't even had that for a he very long to, time. But he doesn't, right, he doesn't even have to be good. No, he just has to be better than yeah. Laviano and Rashinho and like the guys we've seen thrown out there the last couple of years. Like it doesn't even have to be good. It just has to be he good sometimes. Yeah, he uncorks like one fifty yard bomb every three. Like one three three game and stretch. We're, we're gonna start talking with the Big Ten champion. Yeah, that's it. Like three years from now, Sikowski <laughs> gonna go pro. Like it's gonna be you know that's a fever dream for Rutgers, and that's they haven't had that in I don't know. The team, has, the team hasn't even allowed you to really hope. That, right, that's what I'm saying. And Max, Max brings up an excellent point. The, again, the reason why Rutgers fans should be excited this year is they've put their trust in the beginning in a freshman that's rare to see from the beginning, and the fact that. They've been so bad and non-competitive in big games. You do need something to look forward to at the start of each season other than just like, hey, it's the start of each season, and then you're disappointed by week two. Now, as Max just said, you know they're going to go in week one. They're probably going to blow out Texas State, you hope. Week two, it's Ohio State. You expect nothing from that. Another blowout for Rutgers. Right. right. But that, yeah. <laughs> Either way. Two straight blowouts. You actually, soon. but you do have something to look forward to now from, from a team perspective of whether or not this kid can maybe, you know, surprise you in, and keep you in some games that maybe you didn't think that you'd be able to. And it's just, it's, it's going to be an interesting storyline the entire season. To me, the biggest thing is if if you think that if Chris Ash thinks Art Zukowski is absolutely the answer and John McNulty thinks that when he struggles, because he's going to, aside from giving guys like Jonathan Lewis a series here and there in unique situations, like if he's your guy, he's your guy. I don't want to see week two when they do wind up getting blown out by Ohio State and he has a bad game in a crazy environment. It doesn't matter. He's still your guy if he going into Kansas. Exactly. It does not matter. Can, exactly. can I contradict myself completely from what sure. I said like three minutes You're ago? You're excited. Oh, no one cares. You don't. Want, yeah, oh, that's fine. That's consistency fine. No, thank God. is not only not needed on this podcast, it's encouraged to be inconsistent okay. and nonsensical. So Art Sitkowski, like basically professional football player for all of high school, right? Because that's what these quarterbacks are now. Like they start playing seven on sevens. He goes to the IMG he, Academy. Well, the thing was at Old Bridge, they were running like an option offense, which is why he left. Right. Because right. They were running a ridiculous. And why his numbers offense. were not that good at Old Bridge either. Oh, and he was passing, throwing like eight yeah. passes a game. Right. It was crazy. So, like you know, conceivably, he's had a lot of reps and a lot more reps than freshman quarterbacks have had in the past. Oh, he came in the spring. That's that. Yeah, and he came in during the spring. Like you know, maybe there's a non-zero chance here that he's kind of decent even as a freshman. At which point. The defense is supposed to be pretty good. You still have Raheem Blackshear. Uh, you know, maybe there's a chance, like, if he's decent, then Rutgers can really contend for the bowl uh, for a bowl but game because they even, don't have a shitty quarterback but it, but, anymore. But it doesn't even matter. They don't. I don't. I don't think fan, like fans even care about that. I think, I think they care. About I think. That. I think they just want to see a better team. I think. I think it's like you know, don't go into the Penn State game and when they're up six nothing in the second quarter, you're jumping for joy. I mean, you know, it's how it's you know, like give. Some hope. Yeah, but the, but the two Stop. are like the two are related. You have a good quarterback, or not even a good quarterback. A but like, I, but I don't think. But if if Sikowski <coughs> looks decent, this better than the, the, the what we've seen the last few years. I, I think fans will be happy. I don't like. Yeah, you're gonna be happier if they go six and six. Yeah, and you got to be realistic. It's but still like, it's still go, a freshman If they go three and nine, and you you sit there at the end of the year and you say, all right, like this guy's the quarterback. Nothing else really matters. You want to see development everywhere, but that like if you get that, yeah. that's fine. Like you, okay, that's the guy. The record this year, I, I doesn't matter. So I guess just that, be better. 
Just be better than last year. Yeah. If they win fewer games, whatever. Just be better. Yeah, so I guess we're heading into that discussion right now anyway. Just kind of expectations. I mean, I guess all of us seem... We're intrigued by Sikowski. It's going to be a fun thing to watch from the beginning. I think everybody has a reason to at least continue to keep an eye on him and, and you hope and, and you see what he could do. To me, the most interesting thing, again, is like the storylines heading into year three for Chris Ash and a really, really tough rebuild that we're seeing how difficult it is in a crazy good conference. Like you can define success in year three in a thousand different ways. And I don't know if it's as Max said, you finish three and nine and you just are happy that you've seen growth in a quarterback in certain areas of the team. Like, Like to you, do wins matter at all aside from you can't lose to Buffalo or Kansas or and you can't get blown out by Illinois? If that doesn't happen, do wins matter at all this year aside from three or four wins? Because I, I, I don't think they're going to be any, like, if they win a couple of games 27-24, if they lose them 27-24, like, you know that this isn't the year that this team is going to be really good. Like, like this, you know, like, you, you don't know if they're going to be really good in the future. But you know that it's not going to be this year. But for some reason, there's more optimism than, and I, and I don't, I'm not saying it's warranted, but it seems like maybe it's because things have been so bad, and maybe people are just kind of excited Better. to see some growth. Well, it's like 2016 was <laughs> a historically awful season, and then the next year wasn't good; it was still bad. But they got four wins, and maybe whatever you want to call it, it was better. And then if this year they can just be bad. Go from like awful, maybe maybe even like maybe even closer to like between average and bad. Just get better, right? I think that's because I don't think Rutgers fans have this unrealistic expectation that you know it's going to be like 2006. They're going to be in the top 10. They're going to you know no no one thinks that. But just don't go into these games where you're playing Ohio State, you're playing Penn State, and it's not only that you you know you're going to lose. It's that you sense that like this game's going to be like Rutgers looks at Texas State. Ohio State looks at Rutgers like Rutgers looks at Texas State. Like that like that's that's the the gulf here. And it's it just closed it a little bit. I think that's all fans. All all I'm saying is that 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 margin for error and, and just that line between being bad and respectable closes a lot uh, if Art Sikowski is decent as a Are you watching his highlights right no, now? No, I'm watching uh, Isaiah Pacheco huddle highlights right here. Three-star running back, freshman out of Vineland. I don't know. I heard he it's might a good, be it's good. A good thing this I'm already moving on past Sikowski. Like, thing. I'm moving on to Pacheco. It's a good Let's thing go. this, uh, this is a visual medium that people can see what you're You can Google it. Isaiah Pacheco. Huddle. Like, you can watch along with us. We should keep an overrunner for the year of how many names Mike fucks up. Did I get that wrong? No, I'm just you saying. Just he, got, he got Rashino wrong before. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm no, just I saying because I feel like every yeah. whether or not I actually know who you're talking about, I'm now going to question myself that you don't know who you're talking about. Oh, yeah, that's fair. No, I mean, that's that's just a likelihood. But that's why I'm watching huddle highlights. I, I I like it. You're you're you you are more excited than you think for this season. I can sense it. <laughs> it's starting. yeah. It, basically, because in years past it was I don't actually care. Right, you care. Yeah, but you've gone from I don't care to okay. Yeah, because it's interesting. It's the same reason we've talked about. Art Sitkowski is an interesting player, right? You, I mean, like I went to the Washington game last year. Kyle Boland was bad, and then they kept playing him, and it made no sense because you knew what you were going to get. And it was it was the problem that I had with Chris Ash all, too often during games. Uh, aside, like, I think he's done a good job to this point in terms of program building, but too often during games, I just felt like just complacency and 
and being able and willing to settle for like sub mediocrity, whether it was punting on fourth and two in midfield, whether it was, you know, Michigan game, Michigan, Michigan game, game last year. I mean, like whether uh, it's putting Kyle Bowen game. in, like you just keep starting him instead of putting Jonathan Lewis in and just like seeing what the hell you have, man. Like who cares? So I, this year just going, you know, taking a ballsy chance. Yeah. Who cares? Go, well, go with the freshman quarterback. Why not? Yeah. I mean, but what else is there to get excited outside of Art Sikowski? Raheem like, What's interesting? Raheem Blackshear? I mean, we saw him. He's going to play like a gadget type of yeah, running back. Well, it's, you know, he'll, he'll, I guess the assumption is, and I can't say I, I, I know exactly how the offense is going to be run, he can kind of replace some of that Janarian Grant, like, just get him the ball in space and see what he can do. He's not going to be a workhorse. Yeah. But I'm excited to see what they can do with him. I, I think I'm actually. Seems yeah. like he can play everywhere. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm Genuinely curious to see how the offense handles himself this year under McNulty. I think that it's a fascinating thing. The fact, like, take out the wide receiver core is gonna be—it's not gonna be good. Like, the, you have nobody who's tall. It doesn't actually fit well with. Again, if you look at the past teams under McNulty when he was at Rutgers before going back to the NFL, like you're talking about big, tall, like Kenny Britt, Tyquan Underwood, again, tight ends like Clark Harris, like big, strong NFL caliber guys that are not on this team. So I don't know what he can actually do this year to really better. see vast improvement. This, this get, and like I think the, you will see that. Get I, like maybe in the, 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 the you know, Upper 90s in Yes, I was actually offense. about to say. Like, I, like, I don't know what the offense yeah, is. Yeah, the over right? under, like, I think, this year to me is like, like 87, 88. I think that would be incredible. But they've been in the 120s. Yes, they've been in the 120s. Right? But if you could get, if you could, but it's not actually that difficult to make that jump. I mean, because you're really talking a few, you know, we're talking about yards I, and points I, per game. I mean, last year they were the worst passing team in America. Yes, non option, option yes, division. Yes, like, we've, we've, yeah. But that needs repeated. That's how bad it was. It does, but that also needs repeating in terms of why I think. Isn't wait and they, New Mexico? I think is an option team, and they were behind New Mexico. Oh, okay. So they can even they finished Eventually. they finished second in the option division. Either way, I think that also points to the fact that sometimes that this rebuild is just way oh, yeah. way more involved than people think. Like this. Chris has took over just a horrendous we talk, program. We hear that with, we yeah, talk with and Steve, Steve, Steve will get into that, that more. But I, 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 I'm excited. I think that get past the Ohio State game, and I'm really interested to see how they handle Buffalo, Kansas, and Illinois. That, to me, will tell us a lot about just the bottom line. Hey, are they a typical Power 5 school that will beat the teams that they're supposed to? And will we be surprised finally as Max said, do we have to go into a game against a Michigan and Ohio State as a fan or Wisconsin and just know that after the second quarter that your time is kind of it's free over. And you we can... might as well go and flip on a different game. If, if that can be flipped this year where you find a way to stay in the fourth quarter in a couple There's of a those couple games, of that to one. me is a humongous step in the right direction this year. Here, we'll put it this way. We'll put a number on it. How many games this year? Will you stay in the stadium for for the second half instead of going back to your tailgate? Well, probably not the first. I mean, it's September, right? Like the Saturday's game. I know, Adam, you're not going. Like in that, right, heat, so those that. September games are garbage to go to. Yeah, like it's just it's hot. It's I mean it's miserable. I got legit as a student. I got it's legitimately dehydrated. I haven't even been drinking. Like I, I I just I was totally out of it for like two days. I think it was USF in 2005, and like 
Those games are awful. Well, here's the, here's the answer to your question, Mike. If, Too bad they don't have any more Whirlpools this year. Hot tubs. <laughs> if if what I think is going to happen is I actually do think they're going to be competitive in all the games early on, aside from Ohio State and all the home games mainly because, again, there's nothing crazy early on. If they actually surprise people and if they win games that people are saying they should this year – then things become interesting in that second half of the brutal, horrendous schedule that, that is really, really tough that they're going to have to take on. they win those last five games? Okay, if they... Well, I, I... One. Okay, I asked Steve this, and we'll get into it again. I don't... You got to tell me what happens before that, because to me, again, if you take care of business and then you win one game that you're not supposed to, it probably means you're going to a bowl game and you're shocking somebody that you shouldn't. To me, that's a leap and beyond what we could expect in year three. If that happens, I think you'll you'll see a, a whole ton of appropriate heap and praise for Chris Ash. But to me, like Max said, to me, overall expectations are I want to see them beat the teams that they're quote-unquote supposed to and hang in a couple games against the perennial powerhouse teams. They do that, and we see progression with the offense. Uh, to me, that's all you can that, – that is year three perfected. Seems simple enough. I mean, it kind of stinks for them, I guess, uh, to lose some depth with the latest uh, arrests slash credit card alleged credit card fraud that has implicated eight players, left two of them two of them off the team. Six are now like suspended. So, I, I mean, obviously, I believe KJ Gray and Brendan DeBera are the two that that are off the team. Yes. Okay. So what? What would you buy? We got all serious all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, we're, we're, like, we're, not, we're, not, we're not in trouble. Like, what we didn't what would you buy? Why are we getting all serious? Here? What would you try to buy on the dark web? Wait, wait. It, what, is it what am I buying on the dark web? Or is it what am I doing with the money that I get from the dark web? Like, I get like you get the credit card. You get an Ario Express account. Yeah. Is it what am I what am I so what, am I, what are we money? buying with what our am I buying it on the like the money's on our yeah. our, our oh, wait, Express am, card? Am I, am I buying saying? like a kidney on the dark web? Can, or can am we, I buying regular can things we, with this? Can money? we slow down and talk about something that's been like not at all talked about during this whole thing? How impressive it is that they got? Yeah, to how the, dark the hell web? do you get on the dark web? To me, that's, what did you Google? Like I don't want I know this Google. Is Google dark did you just Google dark web and you're on there? This is gonna sound weird. I don't want like a player that's gonna commit a felony, but like. That actually is pretty savvy. Like, I, you kind yeah, of like, want wait, wait. people... That's an actual yeah, skill. Like, I don't know how to get on the dark web. I have no idea how to I, get on the I don't dark know. Web. The dark web is the worldwide web. This is courtesy of Wikipedia. Did you Google dark web? I did Google dark web. No, no. Google, how do I get on the dark web? Oh, how do I get on the dark web? Yeah, I don't... Not the, def- not the definition. Yes, I know what the dark web. web is, I think. Maybe. How do I get... Like, we don't... They don't get enough more to Whatever to the dark web. Dark web. So, what, what is, is Rutgers, like, running some kind of software training for its players? Get back to your question. What do you buy? Get back to your question. What are, what, are you, what are you buying? Yeah, what are you buying in the dark web? Like, you've got you've got money in your, uh, what is it? The, Wait, are we buying it yeah, on Mike, the you dark web? Okay, let's time out. Are we out. buying it time with out. the money while 30 we're 30 seconds, time out. <laughs> one of those freaking, like, guys who come in with the stripes and, like, TV time out here to get you set. Because I don't understand okay. what you're asking. Mike, we've been on the dark web Okay, right? you're, You've been on the, the dark money. web. You've got, got the money. Are you Express it's on your RU Express card. Gotcha. What are you buying? Okay. Yes. We're at Rutgers right now. Going yeah. back in time. What are we buying? Oh, man. This is going to be good. Well, Skinny Vinny's. At, at the sack, they used to sell these $1, like, frozen burritos. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't buy a thousand. But I'd buy some of those, yeah. I would probably have ended up paying some of my parking tickets. I I mean, did you ever pay your parking tickets? I had to to get your diploma. Oh, okay. That's how they get you. 
I, I think like I've seen th- like I don't know that why. that was a I mean parking tickets at Rutgers Police sucks. Right. I got a hundred bucks for parking outside the Daily Target once. I was about what to say hell? I was about to say I would just keep going back to Broward takeout, but that's different. That's like meal swipes. That's, yeah, that's not your money. When we were when we first started at school, you could take the meal swipes for like a ten dollars worth of food at the football stadium. Yes, and so we, I would just buy a bunch of candy. Because you know, I was seventeen, eighteen. So pretty so much so far, advice, so far, all candy. we've done is we we bought food. We bought candy. We, we bought Mike's candy. paid off his parking tickets. So we pretty much have done what these guys allegedly yeah. did. Yeah, it's a shame that they don't have any other source of income. All right. right? Yeah, but they, I mean, they, I mean, they could get money from somewhere else. Yeah, because there's no money in college sports. Right? But Rutgers might be the only school that actually can't pay its players. So like, it's understandable in that degree. Uh, I I don't know. I I don't know what else you would buy. What else? Well, you're, you're, you're not going to spend it on books. Well, you're trying to spend, stay like on the down low. Yeah, like I mean, you're trying like because you could. I mean, a thousand bucks really is not much money. Like it is. It's a lot of money, but it's also not a lot of money. Like what are you going to buy other than candy and like pay your parking tickets? Yeah, I don't know. You figure it out. We, we we've kind of run into a wall. Yeah, yeah. This, this segment did not go as well. We totally thought fine. I thought I thought it went fine. We talked about the dark web. We talked about buying candy. Now Candy's I want candy. Fun. That's the problem. What was that? Now I want candy. That's it. All right. Well, that was pretty good. That was talking the dark web. Can Rutgers like pay its players through the dark web for recruiting? Using, like Bitcoin or something? Yeah. Like, why can't it figure out a way? Whichever I'm booster sure they, is out there, I'm like sure. whatever Rutgers booster is out there, figure out how to pay their recruits in Bitcoin next time. Potentially. Potentially. What? I, if it helps recruiting, who cares? <laughs> it's just paying players. Anyway, uh, we're gonna. Take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to have Steve Plitty of NJ Advanced Media on. It's going to be a great conversation. You're going to love it. You're going to want to stay for the whole thing. So episode one, Are You Screwed podcast continues. Okay, episode one, we have to bring out the biggest guns possible for, uh, for the show, for our first guest. There was no one that we could think of that was better than this guy, which I think is either a testament to him or to the limits of our uh, imagination. It's probably that. Yeah, yeah. So, with no further ado, Steve Politi, columnist, head Rutgers uh, critiquer, and pain in the ass at some points for NJ Advanced Media. Steve, what's up, man? Thanks, guys. I appreciate having me on. I have to ask, though, so you've got a podcast in a very competitive podcast market. What is going to be your podcast niche here? I mean, how you, where are you going to go with this? You know, obviously, we're the snarky podcast. Danny and John are the, you know, they're the... Oh, 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 oh. What, what are you going to do? What, what who, niche who are you are Danny and John? Da- yeah, I would say, Steve, by the way, so first rule of podcasting for us is... We you, should have sent these to Right. Yeah. You, and you're, you're referencing, obviously, the, uh, the Scarlet Spotlight. We're going to treat them like that team out west, you know, that... <laughs> I think you get fined for mentioning their podcast. Yeah, I don't. Name. I don't know. But either way, the point being okay. is, you asked what the niche is. I think we're going to be the snarky people that complain about you guys a lot. Like we'll just like that's what Rutgers fans typically do. I guess we'll try and find the balance, or we'll yeah, create right, a niche. Right. I don't so know. You're going to be the snarky podcast that complains about the snarky podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like it's like a it's second level of complaining. Because because that that's what we needed is the we needed three Rutgers football podcasts like the oversaturation three. of Rutgers. Yeah, there's like six now at this point. I'm just saying, you know. There are more Rutgers football podcasts than Rutgers football fans. I guess, I guess, Steve, I go, we might as well start and, and kick this off, obviously, with uh, with this season, you know, starting on Saturday. 
Uh, I saw something that you tweeted out this afternoon that kind of made me chuckle. Uh, a lot of your colleagues are putting out their predictions this week. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because maybe they like this head coach or they like kind of what is going on with the program. But there seems to be a lot of people in the media world that are kind of falling in love and maybe really thinking that a bowl is possible this year. I feel like there's just a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of optimism, which actually kind of intrigues me a little bit. I don't know how optimistic you are. So why don't we start there? Does it intrigue you or does it worry you? Maybe both. <laughs> the question. Uh, I, it's, this is my thing about this. And I, you know, like I got a lot of flack for Ash's first year for being too negative with my predictions when I, when I picked four and eight and turned out I, I, I doubled, I doubled the win. Win total. <laughs> Last year I went three and ten and was off by one. Three and nine was off by one. So uh, you know I'm right there at the number that they had six wins in the last two years. I had seven predictions. It, it's just hard. And this is the thing: where do you find the six wins? Like there, there are six lo- There are six losses on the schedule. How many so times I, do they I, play I, Texas State? They, they're they beat. They're, they're one win. They, they're going to beat Texas State. Okay. They're going to lose these six games, and then there's five. To- there's five toss ups. Like you could say, all right, Buffalo, well, obviously they're going to win all of them. Kansas. Steve. Well, that's the thing. If you think they're going to win all of them, then you're just, you know, I mean, you're, I don't know, you're very optimistic. I think they're going to probably split them and go four and eight. That's not, that's not like a hard. This is not some kind of complicated formula I'm coming up with. It's just logic tells you that, you know, with in competitive games, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. They might have a great year and and, and go five and seven. You know, I mean, it, it's just so hard to see any breakthrough against these programs like Wisconsin and Michigan State. I mean, last even and, – and fans are talking up like, well, Indiana would be competitive. And it might – They lost 41-0 last, last year. year. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. Last year they got annihilated. <laughs> and I get it. Teams change. But anyway, but the think, long story short, it's just hard to – until you see it, it's hard to envision it. You know what I'm saying? But success would be like – Playing Ohio State and like scoring, right? Like, like that. You could you could define success this season not necessarily by winning more games, right. but by just being playing Ohio State and maybe losing fifty six to twenty one. Like that would be an improvement. I, I that would be fun to see. It would be. You can't. I mean, you have to look at Ohio State and just assume that that's not even. Don't. Even, it's not even on the schedule, right? But other teams like, can you play Northwestern tough? Can you? Can you sneak? I mean, can you sneak? I mean, is Michigan or Penn State one of those teams going to be a little bit down? Can you can you be in a two touchdown game there? I mean, it's just so hard. And I and and I love the I love what Chris Ash said about it. It was a great answer. Like people talk about the schedule. Well, well, someone put us in the Big Ten. You know, <laughs> what do you expect the schedule is going to be? He's right. Good for him. I mean, that's what it is. But it's just going to take a while. And they just haven't been anywhere near that level yet, so it's hard to imagine them winning six games. Wait, can can I just ask because I'm not on the uh, the Rutgers Twitter, the Rutgers conversation of any sort. Who the hell is complaining about the schedule? I don't think anybody's complain. Complain? They complaining about the schedule, or are they just like like, oh my god, the schedule's so hard. You know, there's a that, but that, that's what you get when you join the Big Ten. I, for but years, it's, it's everyone sport. wanted this. It's the sheer number of games right. that they play where you're just like, you know they don't have a chance. I mean, like it's, it's Ohio that's State what happens when you're a bad team but, in a good conference. But, but even when the Rutgers in the Big East in the past, like you had Miami and Virginia Tech, who you knew were going to annihilate them, maybe Syracuse. Right. And no, 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 but not... It wasn't this overwhelming even Wisconsin in, and then Ohio State. Even in 2003? 
when they were crap like they are now. But it's not like it's it's the, the Big Ten's even worse because it's every week. It's like oh, oh next week is Michigan State, then it's Ohio State, then you play Penn State, and it's this never-ending meat grinder. And they're not going in there with any kind of chance. And it's just it, go ahead. Right, right, and people forget that that window, the great the great years of Rutgers came largely after. Virginia Tech, Miami, and, and the great teams of the big teams, the, the biggies left, you know. It was just down to, essentially, West Virginia, and that, that kind of helped spur the, uh, the Greg Shannon Still era, never beat so. them. Yeah. Still never beat them. Then there were the Rutgers fans who complained about having to play West Virginia every year. Right. At least that. And I'm, I'm disappointed <laughs> that game was off the schedule. I swear they're going to get that this decade. They had one more chance. And so I guess, I mean, like when, there seems to be optimism. I guess people maybe, again, in the media and fans too, uh, we all get ahead of ourselves. We haven't even hit week one yet. Uh, the biggest story, obviously, is they're going with the true freshman. John McNulty is back. Uh, I mean, is that really enough to, uh, I mean, it seems like that they're going to ride their season right now on the, on the hopes of a freshman and see what he can do. It's kind of interesting, actually. It is, and you know what? But this, and I, I, I give Ash credit for this because I think he's not—he's not writing this season. He's writing. He's trying to get a quarterback for 2019, for 2020, and he recognizes he can't be in that situation again where he's, you know, turning to a guy like. And I love him. He's a great kid, Geo, who's just got a limited ceiling. He, he's got to find someone who can be the quarterback, you know, for this program two years from now and so he's doing that and that might mean some lumps that might mean some problems um you know but the bigger thing and and McNulty was a great offensive coordinator while he was here he had this collection of skill players like you know 2000 2007 these guys Kenny Britt I mean they had Tim Brown hit so whatever like I, I marvel over the fact that like you know how did Rutgers stop getting kids like that? You know, <laughs> like you look at the Kyle skill players Flood. now. Yeah, yeah. You look at them now, and they might be. You know, there's a chance that Bo Melton will develop. Everyone's raving about the Jones kid, and I, I haven't seen him yet at all. But overall, the receivers are just such a major question mark. It's just hard to imagine. Like, all right, so what is McNulty going to do? How is he going to get right. downfield throws? How is he going to get kids? You know, there were no, there's ne- never anybody open last year against good defensive uh, backs. Oh, it's incri- it was incredible. Like, the, the, yeah, it was. You couldn't. They couldn't complete a six-yard pass. They don't have one. Like, see, they don't have one receiver over six-one. Like they're right. like you just mentioned. If you go back to those teams with, with oh, what McNulty had, whether it was Teal, Rice, Leonard, Britt. Brown, Underwood, Clark Harris. I mean, they, they, we're talking a tons of NFL talent. So, right. but even like a guy like Shamar Graves, who's right. big and like oh, Mark Harrison, Harrison like, Coleman. I mean, they had these they just had, every year. They you, they you'd line up with these guys. Like, well, look at him. He looks like an NFL player. So, so where where, where do you see Ash in year three? Like, do you actually see this program right now? I mean, he says it that he's they're on track. I don't know really what on track truly means because it can be defined any certain way. Do you? actually see tangible evidence that this program is advancing in the right direction yeah i mean i, I you know if if you uh, he, he inherited a mess i mean absolutely we can't uh, understate the, the level of dumpster fire there's no talent in the program <laughs> NCAA violations you know just the reputation in tatters I and mean, he came into a bad situation cleaned it up for the most part although we can argue that it wasn't completely clean the, the dumpster fire is still it's still smoldering like it's still there right. it's, it's, it's put out and something. it's still dirty yes right but he he went two and ten then he went four and eight and you saw progress on the, the defensive side 
you know, this is the year where we have to see some sort of evidence that he can, you know, he, there's some offensive identity. And I think that's the one thing that stands out to me when you ask, well, where, what hasn't he done? All right, well, he came in here wanting to be a spread offense. Uh, first year, that was a complete, utter disaster with Drew Merringer. Next year, he just wanted to keep the games close. And I guess he succeeded at that. But the offense was just as bad last year as it was the year before. Now this year, right, we're back to pro style, and we're going to try this. We're gonna, so, all right, so what is it going to be? Is, is this the year where all right, you see, okay, this is what Rutgers is going to be offensively? I have a good idea what they want to be defensively. But on offense, I, I mean, it's just been one thing after another. So that's got to be where you see some progress. I also don't even know how long it's going to be till we really know how much they've improved. Because this week, I don't know if you're going to find out anything against Texas State. You're not going to find anything out against Ohio State, and it's it's good. Kansas. I mean, if they lose yeah, to Kansas, we know they haven't improved. You're going to know something. I think you're going to find out something. If you if they go against Texas State and they they dominate the line of scrimmage and you know put this game away early and just look like a like a power five team, that's going to be a good sign. Ohio State, you're right. There's there's no. You know that that's just going to go in there and score. Like that score, to me, right? All right, go out and make a statement. Right, right. Go out safety. And dominate this. Maybe lose like fifty-eight to two, but they could score. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I'm. I'm on page. I think you can't have. I mean, again, the old school Rutgers people will you know use it. The Buffanova. You cannot have. You know, Kansas and, and Buffalo. You've got to be able to. That that'll show you if they're a good a good enough team where they beat them. They they beat Illinois, a team that is horrendous under Lovey Smith. And then all of a sudden, you maybe, you know, you find a miracle here and there, and then all of a sudden, but, you find but, those other but wins. here's the thing. All the Illinois fans are saying the same thing about Rutgers. Yeah, right? But, They're all sitting there, oh, I don't know, maybe Illinois can go 5-7 and seven this year. They're, you know, they're really bad. W- winnable game against Rutgers, you know, they're, but they're thinking the same thing. I'm sure all their beat writers also have them at 6-6 six and six or 7-5. and five. Steve, what's it like? What's it like to have to defend Rutgers to like the other national writers out there that are always kind of? It feels like sometimes you almost have to defend Rutgers when, in the past, fans would have just kind of climbed all over you for certain things. It seems at times you've actually had to defend the school and the program overall. Is that kind of like weird to you? A little bit, but it's funny because I think that I I defend them against the oh Rutgers doesn't belong in the Big Ten argument. Like, well, come on, no, they. There's a reason they're in the Big Ten, and part of it's money, but part of it is also that you know who's to say they can't they can't get to the level where they were, and they're you know they're winning eight nine games. I mean it's not impossible. It's just that there's this perception that they're a bigger dumpster fire than they've been. You know, so that that's part of that's part of defending them. But that's possible. Uh, yeah, it's possible. Absolutely, they can get they can get to a they can get back to that level. I mean, at least they're not yeah. Kansas, right? Wait, <laughs> wait, Steve, just to cut you off completely as you were mid thought. Um, can you give us a favorite Shiano story? <laughs> favorite Shiano story. My favorite Shiano story always is when they were talking about expanding the stadium. And, like, you know, at the time it seemed kind of ridiculous. You know, <laughs> okay, well, I had one good game and a lot of people came. Okay, so let's expand the stadium. And I remember getting him after a practice alone to talk about it. And he looks at me and he's like, you know, when we fill in, when we fill in that second deck and he was already talking about like the next expansion of the stadium so like he was it's you know when it looks like death valley and when it looks like oh you know like <laughs> look at it like you are certifiably insane like they hadn't <laughs> even spent the hundred million dollars just to close in the end zone to get the extra seats now he was like 
talking about like closing in the entire stadium to make it look like MetLife, a giant stadium at the time. I'm like, wow, man, that that is your you you've got some you've got some fantasies going there. <laughs> now, what's your favorite Kyle Flood story? Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Kyle stories are a little harder. Um, the thing about Kyle and that, like, I liked him. I had a relationship with him. You know, you start hearing because you have you like someone. You start hearing things behind the scenes, like, oh boy, this guy is not doing discipline. This guy is not paying attention to the things that you know things are falling through the cracks. And you know, if you're around a program as long as I've been, you're going to hear these things. And you know, Sar- Pete Sargent, our uh, Sarge, of course, the great beat writer, has heard heard plenty more than I did. And it was just clear that all right, well, he's you know he won eight games the year before. I guess he's doing all right. Um, but what bothered me with with Kyle was when, you know, clearly things went off the rails. Like he 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 was he was he was creating a false narrative to people around the program about you know everything's fine. This is an NJ, NJ.com witch hunt. And uh, damn NJ.com. It, it turned out not to be that. You know? Right. I think everyone everyone kind of agreed at the end. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> This guy might not have. This guy might not have been telling. Yeah, us the may truth may not that. have been the best hire over overall. Yeah, it might not. Maybe not. Maybe yeah, a little bit. Little bit. Uh, so. I, I guess that that leads me to my my question for you was going to be not only the difference. I mean, we know we can see the differences between the coaches and Ash. I'm curious to gauge your kind of thoughts on how big of a missed opportunity was it when Greg left. And they made the decision to hire Kyle. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, but it, the, the Ash rebuild feels very similar to the Shiano rebuild of early, where they come into a crazy good conference and they are undermanned, undersized. The resources aren't there. I like to me. There's like that four year window here where I don't think people really understand where Rutgers had the New Jersey landscape sports wise kind of on hold. And they just let it slip right through its fingers. That was the crazy thing, right? Is that it was right back where, like, and I'm Kyle cur- and, and I'm curious, Steve, from your from your viewpoint, seeing that, like, to me, like, I don't, the, the fans kind of seem like have skipped over that. Like, can you right. put it in perspective how bad, how good it was, and how bad it got, and now what Ash has to do to get it back to respectability? This is like the perfect day to talk about what happened with that team because Teddy Bridgewater, you know, gets. Traded to the Saints, so he's he's going back to the city with a sugar bowl that he stole from Rutgers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, and that was it. That was that. But that was the better opportunity in 2006 because that team was better than Louisville. <laughs> it was on its home. You know, it had everything going for. It. Didn't have to beat West Virginia. I mean, it just had a 21-3 lead against against a flawed Louisville team at home, and it could have well, gone was, to the Sugar or the Orange Bowl. And what would that have done for for the program? You know, what level that would have raised it? And you know, you're right. It, it, that's sort of what ha- that that was the missed opportunity. And even the next year, Flood had a great recruiting class that fell apart. You know, people forget about that. That he that he was in the cusp of something, and it, it, that's how tenuous it was. And I always talked about like Greg. You know, Greg had like. 99 strings was holding up all these strings when he was there you know like that was sort of what Rutgers was he was keeping it all together and and Kyle let like four or five of them go <laughs> and the whole thing just kind of unraveled in this you know like, in, a, in a matter of a couple of years and, and that's where we are now you're right a terrible missed opportunity but to take like two years and just go right back to where it was 15 years earlier like 
But maybe that's how tenuous it was. But that, but that's it's yeah. crazy. Right? I think that's like, right. It, I think that's right. It wasn't it that was they very weren't tenuous, as good. But it also wasn't, you know. I mean, but it was, you, you know. Adam's right in the point. He they, they did have they had it going. I mean, they, they had a lot of, you know, it wasn't great every year, but certainly there were bowl games every year. And I think there's like there's got to be a reasonable expectation for what people think of the Rutgers program, you know. And that that was it, you know. I don't think it's going to be. You know, you're going to be paying, you're going to be in the playoff every year. You're going to be something like that. You know, this was a, a good team, a good team that was competitive, that beat good teams sometimes, but for the most part, you know, was on the fringes of, of the top, you know, the, the top teams, and that's where that's okay. But uh, yeah, to see where it's falling now, it's uh, I I agree with you. It's tough. Well, because I remember talking about this with Adam when they got into the Big Ten initially, right, and the debate that I had with him and probably several others, but like. Optimally, if everything goes right for Rutgers, what's even their ceiling in the Big Ten, right? Like people talk about the schedule. Well, you, you're going to get that every year. Like, is it is is this you know like even if Chris Ash gets this thing humming again, what can Rutgers become as a program at its at its you know its peak? That's a great question. It's something we debated a lot, and I, I don't think it can get to the obviously to the Ohio the Ohio State level. And as long as Michigan is, you know, competent, it's not going to get to that level. But can it be a Michigan State? I mean, is that crazy to think? I mean, Michigan State is a program that, while they've got it going now, and you know, you think they've been great forever, they haven't. They get they they benefit from like three and four star recruits. They they build them up. They you know they they. Uh, develop players well it's just a really you know the fact that they've competed for you know championships over the years has been kind of you know surprising in a lot of ways can, can they be that level i don't know but i think that's where that would be the absolute the high point though you know if you're going to go level below that okay can they get to a can they just get seven and five and get to a pole every three years so <laughs> be like the next that would be the next level in which case that would be okay because then you're competing you're you're winning games you're still you know you're still you're not where you are now you know that would be at least a step in the right direction so i think if they get to that level first then they can start thinking about all right can we get to that michigan state kind of where you're you know you're competing on in a different level at least i guess that leads me into a bigger kind of point where I know Rutgers fans overall have kind of debated back and forth. It's a bad fan base because of this. It's good. It's a very unique area where Rutgers is obviously in the pro market, New York market, tri-state area. How like Rutgers has become old news because they haven't been good, especially on the football side of things. So that's why you've seen attendance decline and so on and so forth. What right. kind of challenges does Hobbs have, Ash, overall the the athletics department in general with the fact that, like, they're not Iowa, they're not Penn State, they're not in the middle of nowhere with nothing else to do, and if they have a bad year, people will still come back. That seems to be something that is very difficult to kind of grasp, and you got to be kind of the star show around here. Right. Is this where I can talk about your dad for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> go, go for it because nobody else likes to talk about my father, so go ahead. Shout out, Rob. Rob Elfcott, a great, a great, insightful fan who will email me a few times a year, and it's always, it's always used about two things. One of them is like, when you come into my tailgate, which is like I didn't get there last year. This year I promise I'm gonna get there. Which is a damn good. Which is a damn good question. I'll get you whatever liquor you need for the day to get you set for a game. All right. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna my promise. To get through Texas State, so keep that in mind. The answer is uh, gin. <laughs> and the next point he always brings up is like, you guys are too hard on the fans. Like you can't expect these people 
to go to these games when the out, when the experience is so you know when you're getting fueled and you're spending all this money to do it and it's inconvenient and he's got a point. It's like and I, I, I think that we're, you know we just look around the country and you see fan bases who always show up regardless. Like you know I don't know Ole Miss, Miss whatever team you want to pick from some from a market like this is all they do and this is doesn't matter after three and nine they're going to fill the stadium. That's just never going to be the case here, and I think you're seeing it now where, all right, so attendance is going in the wrong direction, uh, and there's a concern that it might not top 40,000 for a lot of games, and that's a bad trend, but it's completely understandable given what fans have seen. And, like, you're going to go there and you're going to watch the team, you know, like the Michigan State game at the end of the year last year. It's right. cold, it's miserable. I mean, Rutgers ran like 30 Michigan State plays. literally broke the record for time of possession in that game. I mean, it was just like the most lopsided game I've ever seen. And the score was only whatever it was, you know. I mean, that's, you know, that's not... I mean, so you, you can't, like, who's going to go back? You're a casual fan, and you said to your, your buddy's like, well, that sucked. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, they, they, that, that's a real trouble that they're having. Yeah, give me a reason to go back, and that's part of it. And that's what, like, why people when they people went Louisville, why it was packed. It was a thing. It was cool. It was fun. It was exciting. It was Mike and the Mad Dog. It was you know the national television. They they're a long way from that now, you know. Well, one thing they're trying to do, I know, I, maybe it's a gimmick. We're, we get war before the shore again now, I guess, two times in a row. I'm not going to ask you how you would build a sandcastle, but more more interesting, I'm going to give you, like, all right, the three of us have got to come up with a couple names right now. I've got two up top of my head, and we'll try and fill two more here. I, I'm assuming, do you know, are the hot tubs back? Are the hot tubs back for game one? I guess they are not back. What? They're not back? Oh, my God. This whole question's invalid. Yeah, the, I would have had a whole set. I, 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 I would still ask it. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask, ask me anyway. All right, I'm gonna give you four names here. Who would you Who would you want to be in the hot tub with? Sar- <laughs> Sarge, Shiano, Fred Fred Hill Jr. And I'll I'll go Tom Lucci as the fourth there. <laughs> that is the worst hot tub of all time. You're not allowed to I say mean, my father either, okay? Can I, can I just get in the ice tub? That, 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 that's yeah. the best choice you get. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Uh, well, man, I, I, I guess I guess they're going to go with Sarge. I mean, would be uncomfortable. I mean, uh, Lucci, good grief. That would be yeah, Shiano, weird. Wait, you think Greg Shiano's ever been in a hot tub? Yeah. I'm but, sure. like, reading a playbook while he's in the hot <laughs> like, tub. I, I can't imagine Greg Like, texting Shiano. recruits. I can't imagine Shiano sitting in a hot tub. I can't see it. It has to be just the right temperature. <laughs> I could totally that would be the whole thing. If you if you look at the guy like this is this is one oh two, I need one oh three. I need one oh three. One oh three That would be Greg that would be Greg and not That's a good impression of Greg and Hot that's, that's not that's not bad. That's what? exactly where we thought we'd go in episode one is talking about who you envision in a hot tub you want to be with. So alright, alright, this is this is my gripe. This is my gripe here with you. So I listened to your podcast, the Rebuilding Rutgers podcast, starring okay. Keith Sargent and James Cratch. Featuring Steve Politi. And I was like, oh, nice. They're talking about new podcast names. And Steve Politi's like, oh, you know, why don't we call it the RU Screw Podcast? And I'm like, haha, that's funny. He won't do that. And now you've got a whole freaking Twitter poll. Why are you trying to take our name, Steve? We're not leaving. Is that, is that the name of this podcast that I'm on now? Yes. 
Did you not know what you were signing up for? I, I didn't. I, how am I supposed to know that? Well, there's like again, there's 53 podcasts. I'm supposed to know the names of all the podcasts now. And it's like our our Booker sucks at his job. Mike clearly did not do a good <laughs> enough job. Don't say the name of the yeah. podcast that you're going to be on. That's <laughs> all right. Well, look, we'll back down, okay? And in, in all fairness to Steve, like he even mentioned before, like and mentioned my my dad earlier. I'm, I, and again, I'm going to apologize for the fact that he keeps reaching out to you. But the fact that my dad found out that we were doing this podcast <laughs> through through right. Steve says all, says all you need to know about our marketing plans in terms of getting our name out. So I think yeah, so, so far we've hit a home run. Our first guest right. didn't know the name. Good, that's good. I like I'm that. I'm We've got it locked down now. Breaker, but that was a good scoop. That was a good scoop by here. <laughs> you really, you're really breaking a lot of stuff this year. Uh, <laughs> have you have you thought about Scarlet Spotlight? That's not taken. <laughs> Scarlet. Yeah. That, that, I, I don't know. That's a. I guess it's all, that's a good name. That's for what they're doing. That's a great name. I like I it. I was on Scarlet Spotlight. I'm in. It's all good. It's all good. We're all. Yeah. Now all, you're on this family. one, and it's obviously more enjoyable. You're laughing. You're having fun. <laughs> I, I guess so to pretty much bring it all all together. So you're going. Do you have an official? Are you going four four and eight? Is that what your your gut tells you? Yeah, I think so. And I, it, it just comes back to those toss up games. Uh, I, you know, I, I just I can't. I, I, Maryland. Everyone's kind of talking about as, as a win for Rutgers, and I get that a lot of bad things have happened down there, but. I also know how banged up and you know that team was with a four-string quarterback last year, and they've kind of traded wins every year. And I, in the Indiana game, it's just you know again, I'm still stuck on forty-one nothing. So right, uh, I think they'll get. I I don't know why people are as worried about Buffalo. I, I do know why. I do know why they are, but I don't think Buffalo is going to be as big a concern as everyone thinks. And I think they'll get Kansas. So. You know, that'll get them to 4-8. Yeah, that's my that's my official prediction. All right, so you go with that. So I have one last hypothetical because I think I'm going to maybe spin it up to a bigger conversation with Max and Mike uh, and maybe to, to anybody who's listening out there. You're a Rutgers fan. You go – the team goes 3-9 and nine this year, but one of those wins is against Michigan or Penn State, and you're competitive in one of the other big-time games, or you go – Five and seven. I thought it was six and or six. Or I'll go. All right, I'll go. I'll give you even the extra one. Go six and six, and it's that crappy Dallas ball where you guys are gonna fly in the morning of and the day and and leave that night. <laughs> the worst. You, like that's are, the worst scenario. Are you are are you taking bowl in El Paso? I think that yeah, yeah the, the sun, sun bowl. The sun right. bowl. I think it still exists. It's probably called like the Chihuahua Bowl or something else nowadays. Wow. But uh, anyway, so which which one do you which one do you take? If you're the Rutgers fan, and oh, and sure. one and those six wins, it's it you get blown out against all the big time teams. Man, uh, that's, that is really tough. I think I think you gotta take this, and it's terrible to say, but because it's all right. So you're three and nine, and you beat Michigan, and you're like, what the hell happens? You must have <laughs> lost to everybody else. You lost to Kansas. You lost to <laughs> Indiana. You lost to Illinois. I mean, what the hell happened? That would be very hard to stomach. I think. <laughs> At least six and six, you know what you are. You probably feel like you, you know, we're going from two to four to six, and here we are. We're in Dallas, and you know, I can't wait playoff. to spend Christmas morning in, <laughs> in a bad hotel outside the Cotton Bowl. If that, if that happens, you're so coming on this podcast just to bitch about being in Dallas on Christmas Day. Uh, well, that's when that's the thing. When, when they played in the Detroit, whatever the Detroit Bowl, Motors, whatever, I forget, Quick Lane Bowl, it was like there was a big snowstorm coming, and there was questions in the office like. Are you going to be able to get out? Should you change your flight to Christmas? And I'm like, look, I'm not going to do that for the quick lane <laughs> bowl. 
I'm going to wake up on Christmas morning and unwrap gifts for my kids. And I've got a 6 a.m. flight for, you know, for Detroit. If I don't get there, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was my reaction. And those poor guys, Sarge and uh, God, they're sitting there, Ryan sitting in the in Detroit for the full week Aww. during this depressing bowl game that no one cares about against I mean, North Carolina didn't even bring their band. It was just like, I mean, just a sad, a sad, sad scene. But they won that game, so I'm sure Rutgers fans look at it favorably. North Carolina doesn't even have that in their like media guide. It didn't happen. No, and that's sort of the, that's one of the sad things. Like Rutgers still hasn't kind of like their classes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Right, like Mike set me up for that one for you, Steve. Sorry, I could I, I couldn't help myself. No, I like it. Good one. Little zinger, I like it, appreciate it. Um, but that's the thing, like, Rutgers fans still haven't experienced, like, what a real bowl game is. It's kind of like they've been to some, you know, Tampa. And, you mean and, the beef of Raiders Bowl wasn't a once-in-a-lifetime experience? Yeah. Yeah, Man, they it, needed one. They needed one Rose Bowl or one Orange Bowl or something along the line to, you know, to give them a little help there. I mean, UConn got two of those. It's kind of sad that they didn't get – they didn't when they had that chance and that BCS thing was there, they didn't claim at least one of them along the line. It's, it's rough. All right, Steve, we'll get you out. Real last thing before you go. Rutgers minus 16 and a half versus Texas State. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna lay those points in a heartbeat. I don't think, I don't think this game's going to be that close. It's, I mean, Texas State's terrible. I think Kratz dug up a statistic. They haven't intercepted a pass since, like, you know, in, like, 12 games or something. Nuts. I don't think Rutgers has completed a pass in 12 games, so that's fine. <laughs> I mean, but still. Battle of wills. Interception balls bounce off someone's helmet and lands in the I mean, that's weird. Uh, so I think they're going to win this one easily. Yeah, I don't know, 40 to 10, everybody will be happy. I would certainly lay the points. But I'm always wrong, so keep that in mind. All right, we'll, we'll do a parlay, laying, uh, laying the points in Rutgers. We'll figure out something else. We'll take North Carolina against the spread this week, too. Whoever they're playing, yes. Yeah, yeah, we'll sell the money and we'll sell basketball shoes or whatever. Well, it's legal now, so it's moral. <laughs> oh, sorry. Never mind. It's okay. All right, Steve. It's- Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate oh, it. Gosh. Hopefully this was um, fun. Hopefully you'll you'll do it again end of December from whichever shitty American location you're in for the Rutgers uh, Bowl game. Yeah, okay. I'm tailgate. In. Tailgate. You, you made a promise. That's true. Oh, you know what? We should record a tailgate edition of this podcast with Steve there. I'm in. Absolutely. After this, this week, right Every, away. Yeah, everyone just link it up. Where do you want me at before we make, let's make a commitment here? This week <laughs> can't be this week, Ashley, because I'm bailing on the first game because oh, of because of, no, of work no, obligations. Okay. So I'll be down there for the 29th. I think uh, September 29th. What yeah. is that? Buffalo. 22nd, I think it's Buffalo. Okay, one of those two. We can figure it out. I'll bring the gin. Right. I'll bring the gin for you, Steve. We'll have Rob. Oh, on. there we go. I'm at the. Then I'm there. <laughs> All right. Keep keep Sarge at a distance. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> See you later. All right, so that was Steve Politi. That was awesome. Uh, we're going to try to have a guest for you every episode. Sometimes it'll be uh, maybe a reporter. Sometimes it'll be someone else. Maybe it'll be Adam's dad, Rob, sometimes. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. We'll go week to week on this thing. But every time, every episode, we're going to do a little betting uh, segment at the end. We're going to do some over-unders for you this this week. And uh, I think the very first thing, and by the way, not betting advice Please don't listen to us. Bet against us, actually. That's probably the best way to go. Over-under, four and a half wins for Rutgers this year. The actual Vegas over-under, I did find, is four. Four? It's four. Nobody wants to push. Right, exactly. That's that's boring. Four and a half. Yeah, I don't want to hit the push. All right, so so four and a half. Yeah. Uh, I am 
Uh, I'm taking the under. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the under, but I'm but it's it's if we're going Vegas, I'm pushing. It's a it's a four. I think they wind up with four wins this season. Uh, and just for my sanity and to have some fun this year, okay. uh, my outside the box prediction, which is really nothing outside the box here, is that they actually wind up playing in against two of the major opponents: Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin. They're in two of those games late in the fourth quarter. So okay. four wins, and they're in two of those ball games That's late. That's kind of what I think. Four wins, but better. So like, I'm still taking the under. Better. Under, so like under the four and a half, but four wins, but better than last year. Like I think, I think you might actually see a team that's... Like, the comparison between year three and year two, they might be more improved from last year to this year than they were from year one to year two of Chris Ash. Because they... Like, remember, year one, like they lost a game 78-0. Like, that, that, that was... One of the worst uh, in a history full of Rutgers teams that are very bad. That was one of the worst. And so to go to improve to four and eight last year, they might only be four and eight again this year, but it'll be better. All right, but what are you doing? Where are you betting? That's you're, under. You're you're under. Four wins is under. Okay, four and a half. I just want to make sure that, that was your that was you? your official bet. I stopped listening to you for a second. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. Except, I was looking at the Rutgers schedule. I was like, who are they playing? Watching highlight videos. Of no, high school no, kids no, no. Isaiah Pacheco. He's a freshman, man. Sorry. Come on. We, we were Come watching on. his high school highlights. All right, so. I'll do it. I'm going to take the over. All right. Wow. I'm going to take Rutgers the over. Rutgers Optimist. Texas State, Kansas, Buffalo, uh, Illinois, at Maryland. Sure. Because I think Maryland. All plausible. I mean, listen, Maryland is, whew, like. Maryland's got some problems that right is, now. That is both a problematic program in terms of football and the obvious, like, Moral and possible, yeah, legal. They could be uh, uh, mis, mis- program in, in some shambles and be obviously distracted this year. Yeah, so I, I so I'll, I'll take the uh, Art Sikowski better than we think. All right, so you're going over. Max and I are going with the unders. We yeah. did it four and a half. Vegas officially has it at four. That's bullshit. Pushing is for losers. Why would they even want you to push? I bet you some other podcasts will push. Probably. Yeah. They oh, like, okay. under push. Four, four, four and a half. We set the line at Max and I are at four. You're at five. So you hit the over. We'll take the unders. All right, so then we have the game on Saturday. We have the game. Rutgers is uh, giving 16 or 16 and a half. 16 and a half. 16. Minus 16 and a half. And a half. Point favorites over Texas State. I mean, like, is, it, is that even a hard one? Like, I feel like that's an easy one there. Now, when was the last time Rutgers hasn't won by more than three touchdowns against one of these gimme games? Uh, it was actually 2015 when they, they or 2016. They, uh, remember they were down, was it 14 nothing to Howard? Yeah, but they won by a lot. Was, I think it was. It ended up being. I think it wound up being like fifty-six, fourteen. Yeah, but there was there, one of those games in there. They You're thinking like, of maybe way back. I think maybe the Norfolk no, State one game. Yeah, one of those games it was like thirty-five, it was three 22. nothing at one point. One yeah, of those games was like thirty-five, twenty-two. Okay, yeah. so sixteen and a half. Uh, yeah, I, I'm taking Rutgers with the points Take on the point, this one. Yeah. It is to me isn't even a close one. I. I think they win by somewhere between 24 and 20. I did find points. out today that Texas State is actually an FBS team. They're really? in the Sun Belt. Sun Belt. They're not an FCS team because they're not allowed. If you if you have five home games, is it? Yeah. You're not allowed to schedule in the Big Ten. You're not allowed to schedule an FCS team. So Rutgers just went out and found you know the, worst, else. the worst FBS team. Hey, it or counts. One of them. Yeah, it counts. Okay. Hey, it counts. Yeah. All right, so All I'm, right. I'm taking the 16 and a half Rutgers. Art Sitkowski, 2,400. And one passing yards this year, so it's an average of two hundred. Wait, did you give your answer? Everybody's taking the over. Yeah, 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 uh, the yeah, Rutgers yeah. with the points. Okay, yeah. so we got that out of the way. And you're over, you're over under. You're sitting for 2, artists twenty four hundred under. 
That's 200 yards a game. 200 yards a game. There have been very few games that the Rutgers quarterback has thrown for over 200 yards last yeah, year. Yeah, I was so going to put that. Averaging 200 yards a game. You're going to put that at 2,000? I was going to put actually at, at 1,800 yeah. this year. Like, I actually think 18 is a, so a more fair number. Game. Yeah, I, well, I'm going to go eight. I, I mean, if you're... You're, you're going to get some of these games. I wish you would have talked about that one. 2,400 is ridiculous. You're going to get if some you're, of these. If you're the house right now, I'm oh, taking yeah, all I'm, your money. I'm, I'm, so you are a horrendous... Like, this is proving the point. Because remember, you're going to have some of these games where they're throwing for like <laughs> 70 yards. Like, because they're, you know, they're playing. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm taking this one. I'm setting it Set in the line. The uh, funny thing about it is, you go to some of these sports books in New Jersey, and Rutgers isn't even on the board. Well, they're not, they're allowed, not allowed. allowed. I know. I'm just saying. We're well, we're helping. What's people. funny about that? I, I feel like there's money. Well, to I'm be saying won. there's money to be won <laughs> by out our there. by our made up lines. <laughs> no, I'm the real ones. Gotcha. Right. Right. Okay. There are real lines sure. that we can use. Well, you can go to another state. I'm sure there are potentially. There men. was. If you're driving to another state, here just we to go. Send, make a bet on Rutgers, though. <laughs> way back when, I don't even. It's not. I don't know if it's legal in Alabama yet. But way back when, back in like the days of WRSU, I we had a listener from Alabama, Andrew from Alabama. So uh, like, if Andrew, if you're still alive somehow, and. We get this. To oh, hopefully, he's still. Yeah, why are you killing? Why, why are you killing? Why are you killing off? It was a while ago. I mean, we're I, talking like it's like nine years. <laughs> a lot can happen in nine years. I don't know how old Andrew well, was. Well, hopefully, Andrew's okay wherever he is. I mean, he. Knew I it. believe in you, Andrew. He's he knew, still alive. He knew how to use the internet because he was listening on like wrsu.org in those days. Oh, so he was. He was because eighty-eight point seven couldn't he reach was the Alabama. Yeah, the listener. Uh, but either way, okay, let's go back to it. I'm setting eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred is the line I'll for Archie Kowski. I'll go like high, high one thousands. Okay. Yeah, I'll take the over. Let me ask stay healthy, obviously. Okay, I'm taking. I'm actually gonna take. I'm gonna take the under. I think he winds up just under that, around like seventeen hundred. Because like Max, I think there are gonna be three games against those really good Big Ten teams where they are horrendous offensively, but actually the defense is gonna be better than I think at times. And maybe that's how they stay in some games. Like Wisconsin can be honestly like thirteen seven, and it wouldn't surprise me. It would surprise so, me. Uh, I, I actually, I, well, personally, I think they're one of the most overrated teams. I mean, Wisconsin is Wisconsin. They, they, that's how right. they win. They'll beat you twenty to seven, and you look up. Right. And that's you, just how the game it's goes. Run, 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 punt. Maybe mixing a pass. Bo- run, run, more punting. Like. But either way, that's like the Badger way. But either way, I'm taking the under on the eighteen. And how about this? Okay. Did you give yours? Did you? Yeah, okay. I took the over. Um, over under on how many quarters the game on Saturday against Texas State is interesting. I'm going to put it at two and a half. Uh, two and a half quarters. Is the game interesting for more than or less than two and a half quarters? Yeah, I'm going to take the over, and my reasoning is going to be this first game is just beyond intriguing to me even if they blow texas state out like i think there's a lot to actually see in the first game so it's a cop out but i'm taking the over because i actually think that well, if you're a Rutgers fan a- you want to see a lot this weekend from not you're not just focused on art Sikowski even when they're up 21 nothing in the first i court. think the interesting thing about this game as opposed to these you know the games against the the fcs teams in years past is that you know in the past you'd see the second team offense come on in the third quarter in a lot of these games. You're not going to see that. Like, the, the the first team offense, they're young. They're going to keep playing. In Texas State, you know, they're not they're not a good team. No, and they'll but, probably, they'll, I mean, again, we've seen a lot of things happen in first games of the season with Rutgers in the past. I mean, this is a dual-threat quarterback oh, right. coming we, in. Like, any, like right. you're I mean, probably going to see Texas State put up a couple points early. Right, yeah. Well, remember Rutgers played New Mexico a couple years ago. New Mexico was up 21-0 in the first quarter. Rutgers ended up winning that game 30-21, to I, I think. But, I, I, like... 
I think the game. I'll take the over on it too. I know I made the line, but I'll I'll still. You're allowed to bet on because I like I, I just I think I think seems a little shady. Sitkowski will be like hopefully conf- competent, but it's still going to be like it's going to be clunky, and I, I I figure that it'll be a low scoring game. Maybe until the second half. And so it'll be interesting by virtue of being close. All right, so two overs, Mike? I'm going to take the on there. I'm going to be at a bachelor party, so I'm not going to watch any of it. That's none, right. of, none of it's That's the same as my. Me. I mean, I mean, no, I, like, my I just, answer I just was, won't be there. You're not going to be at a bachelor party and say, hey, let's turn on the Rutgers uh, Texas State game? No. No, you're not going to be doing no, that. No, I don't think I would do but that. But if you give everybody Even advice and they bet on the line beforehand, then it becomes Should we all just like a 12-person group bet on, on Rutgers, Texas State, just so we have let's an move, incentive let's to move watch the, it? Let's move the line a little bit. <laughs> all of a sudden, Imagine I do that. Six, Guys, we need to go to a casino to bet on Rutgers, Texas State, and then let's go watch Rutgers, Texas State. Where's the bachelor party? It's um just outside of D.C. in Maryland. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Any other overrunners that we need to hit heading How into? How many uh, overrunner 0.5 homecoming game wins they have this year? <laughs> Who are they playing on? Northwestern. So I, I love the, no, the, 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 the homecoming game. So all we're doing, wait a minute. So you just yeah. said an overrunner for basically just predicting a game. For because reason. I love the homecoming game, and they always lose it. It's it's hilarious. But it's different. I mean, that, this, You're right. now this one's a real team, so they can have an excuse well, for Well, no, ever game. since like they kicked into the Big Ten, they have now started playing, like, usually... Wasn't the, Michigan... Wasn't 78 nothing homecoming? Oh, really? Was it? No, I gotta go back. I thought one... Yeah, I, 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 they've lost to Tulane and Kent State. We need to do more prep than that to all of a sudden have that be thrown off. Yeah, that, 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 that was. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry, that was too difficult to question. <coughs> Houston was homecoming in 2013. Yeah, that was, that was definitely that was a little bit different. Was, yeah, that was the right. John O'Corn game. Right, but either way, he's okay. still in college. He's still at a. He's still in Michigan. John O'Corn. No, he's been replaced by another transfer quarterback, oh, Shea okay. Patterson, from uh, Ole Miss. By the way, how much more exciting would the Kansas game be if they? Fired whoever was who who coaches Kansas right now. Mangino. And I was just saying, brought back Mangino. I, I like. Go I, back to the old days. Who is the Kansas football coach? I'm gonna Google that. Is that on the dark web? Like David Beatty, head football coach sure. at the University of Kansas. Sure. So Kansas is so bad that when Beatty took over, it had 38 scholarship football players. How is that even possible? I mean, the previous head coach was Charlie Weiss. Thirty-eight. Wait, wait. Charlie the, Weiss. The, the head coach before him was that was that wasn't like no. ten. That wasn't like five years ago. No, there's no, no way. You're, you just skipped like what? seven I, I'm years of Kansas sure Charlie football. Weiss was the coach. What? No, are you just sure? Wikipedia it real quick. This is so really this, this is really uh, kind of. Are you sure? Figured out here. All right, all right. Last one. Last one. Over under the announced attendance for the Texas State game. I'm gonna set the line at forty-one hundred. What? Forty-one thousand. <laughs> it's not a basketball game at the rack. Like whoa. Forty-one thousand. Forty-one thousand. Forty-one hundred. Announced. Uh, I'm. I'm going. Uh, I'm gonna go just over at like forty-three. Is announced. I think that 
Is that because they're going to like give away free tickets to yeah, local elementary school sure. and bust them all but in? But as they should. I, they I should. Like that, like, What's the difference of this one? I, to, I, I'll get into the expanded thought real quick at the end, but I'm, I'm just going I'm going just over. Just over yeah, at 4.30. I'll, I'll go with that too. Over. I mean, I, I don't know. Two what overs, Mike. What I do you don't got? want the real one. <laughs> Hell, I'll take the under. Okay. Give me the under on that one. Dude, like, is that not the most overblown thing? Like, what, attendance? Freaking attendance. Like that, I mean, it's kind of important it's in the sense that you can hot button topic that well, like no, but if fewer people are coming to the game, there's less money yeah, coming. The, in. Like, there's matters. less interest. There's less money. It's kind of no, a, a temperature for not, how well the program's doing. Okay, I don't mean to say it's not important factor for like the de- athletics department. Like if you're Pat Hobbs, I do care about how many people are coming to a game. I meant from like the weird fans that get like defensive when somebody tweets out a photo. 10 minutes before the game and it's like where are the students where are the fans oh yeah and like you didn't respond to Politi or Tom Lucci right. when you were in college right. and they sent photos of no. half filled student Let me sections get there. you're like hey bro we're just out in the parking lot tailgating we'll be there right and I think why are they surfers yeah I don't know that's frat guys that's why we went to is like is that not frat guys Cali like that's one of the dudes in your where's frat? my in and out burger dude <laughs> Holy that is one of the guys in your frat in college. There, there was no way in my fraternity. While funneling beer. Sure. Sure. Either way, all my point being is, yes, I was like that for one reason because I think that, A, to the fans that are coming, I think it's, I think it's so stupid to pick on people that are actually spending their money and going to something that's been a horrendous product for a fair amount of time recently. And I think it's also stupid to criticize these, what are really honestly non-existent fans that have not showed up these last seven, eight years because there's nothing to be a bandwagon fan about right now. And by the way, ban- there's nothing wrong with bandwagon fans. You need them. That's how you create a fan base. It's just that if you don't Every win, Every fan base is a bandwagon lo- fan. You lose them, right. Like, like, like there, there are no fan bases out there that were attracted by their team losing all the time. Well, I think the Hellcats were. We like to get more room by us in the stands. Like you don't like. There is something to be said for like having a bad team, and by like the third quarter, you've got like your entire row to yourself, and you can't. No, you've got an entire freaking section to yourself. There's nothing that that's not bad. No bathroom lines. It's it's not good for the university, but it's good for Adam. Again, we're talking about (laughs) whose interests are most important here. I just think that to me, it's one of those things where it's like. It's the eye roll. I get it. Like, it's kind of funny to tweet out. I also think that it's just, it's not right now until you start winning and people don't show up. It's not a, like, well, it's not a big thing. It's, it's, it's not to be talked about. It doesn't have to be winning. It just has to be better. Like, like they, okay, they have to win some games, but they just have to be better. Like, you have to, like, you, you're not going to buy a ticket to a game against, like, Penn State. Where you go in and you think they're gonna lose forty two nothing. Like if if you can tell me, okay, they're gonna lose forty two twenty four, okay. I'm gonna go to that. It'll I'm be just fun. saying we shouldn't it's 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 yeah. Labor Day weekend. We should not I don't need to see a like, freak out this weekend make... when thirty three thousand are potentially and there. Students are moving in on Friday, I think, so that's that maybe the students will be a decent turnout. Yeah. Also. I don't I don't know. Like like I'm just like it is what it is. Okay, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Does a tank top really get you that excited? Like I mean <laughs> Right, that that's what they're giving out. To Is that right? I, I want, I I want one of those. Yeah, here's my idea. It's the war. I'll bef- take the hot tub. Over war before the, the shore. <laughs> Can we get this game at like a high school football stadium by the shore somewhere? If if like if Can only you name 30- a high school stadium by the shore. 
Can you name Brick a high school, school stadium? Brick, Brick High School. Right on the beach, like, right? Like they've had a celebrated Brick's high school football. Not on right on the beach. Oh my god! It's, it's I mean, it's okay. Now you're gonna to like accuse beach. me of being a Benny every summer. Fine, whatever. Go back I'm, to Brooklyn. <laughs> go back to Russia. <laughs> no, but oh, like you said that. I, I mean, now that would be fun, right? Like get Texas State in whatever a big high school football stadium sell is. Sell tickets and, for a lot. Like you have, yeah, you have to pay a lot. Get like you sell a lot. You sell a lot of tickets and you. You really jazz up the experience, and then you don't, don't have to you, worry I about the future after. marketing. I mean, whatever. Do you know how many seats? You know how many seats there are at a high school football you know, stadium? You know, in New my, Jersey, probably like two thousand. You know what my yeah. solution would be? I'd rather see the schedule like last year. Open up with somebody like Washington, and you actually get people to show up. That's oh, listen, listen. That was, yeah, that was fun. I, I totally agree. I think it is like stupid to have these gimme games because no one's interested in them. It does little like for your program other than just kind of getting a warm up to begin the season. Fans are totally just, just well, so uninterested. No, but they're so uninterested, especially when you have a crappy team. We're, it's like, oh, good, we'll be Texas State. Who gives a you know? Like, we'll go to the shore instead. But I think this year, and Adam talked about this. It's a like, unique situation. Seeing a freshman quarterback, it's not. Look, I'm not saying this is going to be the most exciting. Okay, but game. think it. But think about but the reasoning going, you're using. If they didn't start Sikowski, then you just wouldn't care at all. I didn't say that. I mean, you, they start, you know, uh, whose name am I going to mess Rashinho? up? Rashinho. there you go. Or Jonathan Lewis. It's not as or jo- Jonathan oh, no, Lewis, I'd care about. Yeah. That's an easy name for you to pronounce. Yeah, I can do yeah. Lewis. Yeah, th- those are those Ash, are if you're going to bench Sitkowski, please, just play Jonathan Lewis. Because <laughs> Mike cannot pronounce Rashinho's <laughs> name. I don't know. Wrongly. I just, like, I don't care about Texas State. Like, but they win, but it's, but they should. This, I would say this game isn't the typical slog. It's a different This game is usually, like, going to motor vehicles. Like, it's like, you got to do it. You go there every year, and it just it, it goes on forever. But this is like, to me like this is like the exact same thing. It's just canceling the UCLA series in twenty twenty. Like just take the L, whatever. Your fans will be excited. Like what you go? I don't know. We don't. We, that, don't we don't know what happened there. We, we don't, don't. We don't. But I mean, just me assuming here, right? Like your point is, you, you, you don't. You don't like these types of games. Which no, is, which is and fine. it's the same thing when the men's basketball team does it and just loads up with cupcakes. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Who cares? It. You have a fake twelve win season. I'm with you. I'd much rather see Rutgers go and schedule like they have in the next couple seasons. I'd, I'd rather see them open up against. And Temple, we're not Syracuse, excited when they're but, I, but, but we understand why they do this. Like right, I totally get, get it. Like they tried it last year with Eastern Michigan. That didn't really work out last year. Like they were leading Washington for like eighteen minutes last year. Yeah, it was like 10 7 at half. They were yeah, in that ten maybe they exactly looked, that first. I mean, that first drive actually looked like a competent football team where they and I would say oh, I would so say that half win last year was more valuable than the real win they'll get this year. Okay. Okay. I, mean, I don't know. That's just me. That's just me talking. Bottom line, it's week one. Football's here. Like, Football's here. Football's here. back. Football's here. Football's back. One of us will actually watch the game this weekend. He'll report back, tell you what he saw. That one of us is going to be Max. That's it. I might not watch. What are you doing? Why can't you watch? I have work. You're gonna, uh, so you're going to follow like... Uh, I'll follow along on the phone. Game tracker. I'll, I'll be tracker. texting... People I'll, still do that? Yeah, 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 I just really like Twitter well, has probably, replaced game No, track. I can probably get what's to go. I can get like the BTM t- uh, to go on like my no, phone. I'll, you, I'll, I'll, I'll I don't want to. F- I'd rather follow it on the on the game tracker than on Twitter. Like, like I, I don't need to hear what 
I don't know. It doesn't seem that like if I'm actually following the game, I'm yeah, like, oh, it's second down Twitter, and six. Like, uh, Twitter okay. has changed over the years. I didn't years. know people like, used it. Twitter used to be like game tracker where oh, beat yeah. writers Everyone would give play by play. play. Now, now they figured it out. Like you don't need yeah, that. Yeah. Play. Now it's just like who could be the funniest and have the worst like the answer is no. writer humor jokes. Yes. So you're saying that Politi, you're not just like I'm saying that I, like that wouldn't be the way I'd want to watch the game just through the unfiltered thoughts of Steve Politi. Of Steve Politi or whatever. Uh, I would grade. Great episode one. What do yeah, you, what do you give I us? Thought it was, yeah. Great episode Great one. Great episode one. Oh, I think you guys suck all the time. I give it an F. F. You failed the first... No, no way. I'm going uh, I'm going uh, C. It was a good good guest. We had some... I don't know if you guys are talking... This is an A+. Plus. Like, I don't know what y'all are you're, talking you're about. Right. I'm going C. Very very good guest. lot to improve on where... Uh, oh, I give Pooley an A+. Plus. But it, that's the overall grade. I don't. I don't. You you're know, gonna like, you break it down by like subjects. Yeah, or? like yeah, yeah. like Steve is like the midterm. Like it's still you still need everything else. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna grade. give this segment. There, there are some parts we kind of we kind of trailed off. You're um, giving the grading of the grades enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. So we'll see everybody. For I, it, went, two. it went downhill when we got to the dark web and couldn't figure out what we were gonna do with that. No, we bought candy. That was fine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what's wrong with candy? Let's All go right. eat some candy. Well, let's, let's, just, go, let's just go get a goddamn snack. Let's go. Yeah. All right. There we go. Uh, we're gonna finish out. This is a episode one of the Are You Screwed podcast. Mercifully over. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Subscribe. We should be on iTunes. If we're not, we'll be on there soon. Find us on SoundCloud. Find us on Twitter. Follow us on. At are you screw pod on Twitter? Pay the players. <laughs> Pay the players for Max and Adam. I'm Mike. We'll see you guys on episode two. <laughs>